Welcome to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. Whether you feel that you don't have enough money to start investing or are under the preconceived notion that investing is only for the wealthy, Magnus and his expert guests are here to help you. Now here is your host, Magnus Carter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. You are on with Magnus Carter of the Making More Money for You show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Last week, we actually took a detour a little bit on some yesteryear things of a uh, car, actually cars in general. Uh, we covered a lot of topics and there's so much to talk about with cars. We tried to get as much in as we could. I had my special guest, CJ Young of CJ Young Upholstery with me. And we just talked about how investing in cars and classic cars can actually add to your portfolio and uh, have some fun with it too, while you still own it. And uh, which that brings me till today. I have a very special guest with me today. He has been on the radio in the media stream for a very long time now. Uh, also has a degree in communications. Uh, you might've seen them on some of his other shows. And uh, we ha- he's actually royalty if you think about it, because he's one of the first pioneers in the podcasting realm. Um, I have Brasco here from King of Podcasts and Cannabis Radio on WMRFM. Welcome to the show, Brasco. Thanks for having me, Magnus. Thanks for really making time to come out. Normally, I do all the hosting myself, but I'm glad to be on the other side of the microphone. Thank you again. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, before I really got my radio show and I got my start and you know my traction here, I was actually on Brasco's show promoting my book, Decrypting Cryptocurrency. And we had a wonderful, wonderful conversation about uh, cryptocurrency, the state that we're in right now, where it came from, where he's, where I see it going. Uh, Brasco actually uh, took me almost for a couple of loops here because I actually had you brought up some things that uh, I didn't remember writing from articles and things of past. So uh, thank you, Brasco, for doing your research on that. That you know that really uh, kept the, kept the conversation moving. And well, it makes a lot of help when I can retain through an audio book and I just can go just listen back. And because of the other part was just the, the intuition I had, I just had so much interest in the subject. I wish it was doing better for me now because crypto is not doing good for, for some people out there. But uh, like I see my portfolio and I'm disappointed, but I know that's all going to come back. It's part of a bigger picture because there's an alignment to everything else. But for me, it was learning because I wouldn't have stayed where I'm at in what I'm doing in my investment if I didn't talk to you about it. Oh. And the other part too is I want my listeners to know the same thing. It's, I'm, it's never that me being entrenched like an expert in terms of a lot of different things when I talk on cannabis or if I talk on tech or anything else. For me, it's a matter of I want to know what the listeners want to know. So I think I just want to ask the right questions. That's, that's exactly one of the things that this show actually helps with. Is getting the information out to the to the listeners and make, let them make the choice what they want to do with it. It's all you know. The first thing that you need need to have is good understanding of. It. And yeah. when we when I decided when we did the books and when we had our conversation and even when you did your research before, you know, it's taking all that information. How can I apply it in my life and my situation? Which brings us a lot to kind of, today's topic is a. Uh, it's part of our lives. It's everywhere we look. It's, you know, on billboards, it's on our phones, it's on TV, it's in commercials. We're going to talk about social media and how social media, one, impacts our life. 
you know, we're going to talk about those impacts, where it came from, how we can, and how we can actually make money using social media or digital media um, as a different form, form of media because we graduated from the old smoke signals and papers and pens and carrier yeah. pigeons. Now it's everywhere and at the speed of light. So, Brasco, how do you, how do you deal with all this? How how was your take on it when it first came out? Well, for me, social media, we got very much adopted into it 2006, 2007. When it comes to what I was doing with the, the network, all we had was, uh, was what WMR.FM was webmasterradio.fm. And in 2006, we started branching out into a lot of different programming because we saw the change in technology. When it came to mobile, we launched our mobile show, which has been on ever since, Mobile Presence. And then we had a show called Rush Hour. And that show was our first show entrenched into, into social media. Neil Patel, who's a pretty good-sized name now in the space of digital marketing, internet marketing, he's a, he's a huge name now, but he started off with us. He was in our chat room back in 2005, 2006, following along with what we were doing, uh, the likes of Jeremy Shoemaker or Shoe Money. That's done a lot of work as well, just in the same vein of just real entrepreneurs and just f adopting in the new fields. For us, it was a matter of we saw it as a marketing tool when we didn't have to advertise because we always want to find a way. It was always, first of all, just to cross promote whether the brands. But if we can get ourselves with social media, we knew immediately that it was the new ad component, that traditional brick and mortar advertising or just the paid advertising we were going through with pay-per-click it was going to have competition. And so from the business side, we saw that. And on the social media side, for people, in, you know, just in society, culture, and just everyday personal use, it was just form of communication, a way that people couldn't communicate or just bond or, you know, come up with like on their own, like personal, like fraternity, sorority, just clubs, organizations, where you could just add people from everywhere instead oh, yeah. of just having that local component. Yeah, there's, it's not local anymore. We are global. You know, some small, as long as there's an internet connection or a network connection at all, man, you can touch lives all over the place. And I've definitely been seeing that and been part of that and seeing how fast you can blow up and how fast you can deflate from that. As long as, you you know, we see that all over Hollywood. Hollywood uses this now as a tool more than ever to, to promote themselves because now everything, even when the pen, you know, our shutdown happened, they were still trying to stay relevant by doing this and broadcasting from themselves instead of being on every television channel. But Magnus, the problem is the celebrities didn't do a good job of it. In many cases, just look right now on, on celebrities that go on the TikTok now and the way they try to adopt it. Some people are just, they know they're being forced by their publicity, by their agencies or whatever. You need to go and get yourself on social media. You need to interact and engage with your audience, but they're still going to be unapproachable just like they always are. Right. And they've lost touch with reality because they've been so entrenched into Hollywood and what they're doing. That's why the influencers that are out there from various, you know, look what you have on YouTube, look what you have on whatever platforms that people will just have. They just find a way to go and do what they can with some compartmentalized content, then branch themselves out. Oh, I want to do sponsorships. I want to do, you know, endorsements. Let's do my own podcast. Let's do my own video series. Everybody branches out from there, but it's the real people that are becoming real stars. Celebrities can't do the same thing. And the pandemic exposed them right. when they didn't have the glamour. They didn't have the, the thousand dollars of makeup or the dresses or the guys couldn't look a certain way. And it, and it would just dress scruffy, 
like they would before that, you know, they're not going to be red carpet ready. Nobody wants to see them on a zoom camera or they sound bad. They look bad. And just the way it was, that exposure really looked bad on them. And now you see influencers when it comes to marketers and advertisers, they're looking at influencers as much or more. The only thing that celebrities have is the reliability that the professionals they'll show up on time. They'll get the job done. Otherwise their engagement's just not there. And you're right about that because they were relying on so many other people that are part of their community to do a lot of the work for them. And then when it switched on to them, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, I got to do work now, or I got to actually be on time for this. And I got to actually make sure I look well for this, but for everybody else out there, the other 98.5% out there or, or more or less, whichever, um, they're doing it all from the start themselves because they understand that it's like, okay, this isn't going to get them without, without me doing this. And, you know, that was one of the best things that I've seen. And uh, there's some great content out there from people that, that started this. But then you have to work the algorithms on each platform and figure out the, you know, what, what's their mousetrap? How do you get to the cheese? I haven't figured it out. And that's the one thing I noticed for a lot of people when it comes to a show like this, I wish there was an answer for There was like an easy answer for everybody to say, okay, if you're doing TikTok videos, yeah, they tell you stick to a certain trend, do certain things. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I don't want to do that. Like right. I know that with my pro content, I'm not necessarily breaking the bank, but I'm still doing content that I want. And I'm not worried about the level of audience I get. I enjoy what I do. And I do a lot of content because I can, I can do radio in front of one person or a thousand people. But the other thing too is, when I'm just doing content, let, let alone, I like to be a one-to-one -one, that I'm talking just to one person out there. And that's okay. all it is. That's one. But then there's a difference on how you need to communicate on social media, where what you need to take what the celebrities do is the public persona, because right. what you put out there can hurt you or help you. And I always do the one thing with social media from the get go was I was never going to put myself out there that personal or that intimate about myself so the people that listen and i don't judge anyone that want to talk about their mental issues or their problems that they have at home or anything like that but i'm not going to air my dirty laundry or my own personal mm -hmm. life out there i have to keep a certain professional persona out there for everybody to know what's going on because i'm not here to embarrass anyone else not my family not my companies not my full-time commitments nobody else that's what social media has to be understood you can inject yourself you can you know show some humanity show some personality of yourself but you know there has to be a limit oh i i completely agree there's definitely a line there and you brought up some excellent points there that you know good exposure and bad exposure you remember what happened back in i'm gonna really date myself and maybe you as well is uh <laughs> when music from the radio transitioned to music television when mtv yeah. actually played music and VH1 came out and then the country music, you know, followed suit with this. You remember how many artists dropped down and out of, we're talking, you know, multi-million records sold artists here because the media, the medium that they were using to promote themselves destroyed them instead of send them up into this, to the atmosphere. Well, because the record companies didn't have control. MTV was their own programmer and, you know, mm -hmm. What MTV did was what rock radio did in the 70s and progressive uh, radio where you had disc jockeys that could just play whatever they wanted and they exposed new music with MTV. 
I mean, part of the music they put on was a lot of British music. There was another British wave of invasion of all these artists we never heard of. And all of a sudden, they just brought everything to the limelight. And that helped that channel greatly. Plus, they were already kind of ahead with new technology. And that's what also works here. Every time you have new technology, you come in and you have artists that are ambitious, they're young, and they're trying to make their way into the business. I mean, how many of those older artists were doing videos or things where they could have been put on MTV? I mean, you might have had Rod Stewart, you might have had Pat Benatar around, but Pat, Pat Benatar was a little, little new artist. I can't even yeah. think there was that many artists out there, but if you think of Adam Ant, you think of Duran Duran, you think of think about it just it was all young upstart artists that were looking to start their careers mm -hmm. and they put these wild crazy videos on i watched it i remember having a, my little cable box and having 36 channels on it and going <laughs> trying to go and change the channel but i watched mtv yeah. a lot 83 i got it on cable and blew me away loved it yeah radio was... needs another renaissance like that too because what mtv did also was new music discovery Yes. And that's what social media does now. The, if it comes to music, you know, there's a way to lure people into product like any new technology. So for streaming, all those companies, whether it's television or radio, or it's for music or, or for TV or TV based because you're streaming it on, on the internet, mm -hmm. you need social media to be the gateway to get you there. But your discovery a lot from social media. That's the great part I enjoy about it. That, and I do get exposed to other things that I would, probably would have never been aware of. Or people would get me aware of things I would never be aware of. Oh, yeah. It, because we got so many more vantage points instead of what we're being told to listen to. You know, that gave out quite a bit. That expanded everybody's horizon if you wanted, wanted to expand. If not, you can always go back to the old uh, I'm I'm going to watch this television program or I'm going to watch this guy on news and that's going to be it. Mm -hmm. But for the rest of us in, in the world that wants to expand and uh, social media also gave us the, the opportunity to learn more, learn more from other experts and, and uh, bring new fields in. And um, I can't help but keep, it keeps popping in my head is the real first social media star was Justin Bieber. If you yep. think about it, from this 12, 11, what was he, 10 or 11 when he first started and when, you know, the social media stuff just started out, he was on doing YouTube, doing videos and whatnot, and he just blew up and he got his record deal and he's, I, I think he's still making music now, isn't he? Absolutely. No, I mean, probably, probably working on another album, but yeah, he's, he's still putting out singles now. I mean, he's still putting out music and he's still being featured on a lot of records. He's never stopped. His career has never stopped. It's just continued to go. He's one of the most popular pop music artists of the last decade or last two decades, last for that two. matter. Well, also on top of that, then we got the music competitions because now it's like, okay, we the uh, the TV companies were trying to get, get back hold of it instead of people going out and doing it on their own. So that's how American, what was it, American Idol started. Because yeah. it's like, okay, we're going to put a show on and we're going to show them how to do it right, but we're going to still have control about it. We're going to want the people on what we want. And, you know, and it's still going on for 20 some years plus now. And but because they've nothing else to program. And, true. you know, the record companies, or they're just some people that want to have the chance to be on there. 
at least it gets some kind of ratings for this kind of like this reality competition, but there's not much else because these big media companies don't want to spend money on scripted programming as much as they did. And they don't want to. And also the big corporations now, because of streaming or what I call the digital disruption, you're seeing right now that, you know, everything from HBO max or Paramount plus or Netflix or Hulu or Amazon, they're all going after new programming. But the other thing is with these major companies that are held, that they are, you know, they're back with terrestrial, large-scale, you know, conventional networks through NBC's, ABC, CBS's. Disney has their issues. Peacock with NBC. Their thing is they're just going to go for sure things now. The movies that you have now for movie studios, they're only going to try to, for, for any new creative projects that come out that we can enjoy, it used to be we would need some big, you know, tentpole blockbuster type of content to pay outweigh the cost, but they don't have that now because everything's gone on the internet. There's been no answer. So everything that is new discovery you're finding on the internet through through whatever streaming service there is. And it's not even so much the, the mainstream services that are being, you know, owned by big corporations. It's the Netflixes of the world. It's the, it's the Amazons, but they're Amazon's just trying to be a disruptor in general to do their own thing. Right. And just shake things up. Well, they're they're doing that, and also Legion M. Legion M decided, hey, we're gonna have the fans help do yeah. this. It's like, okay, we're go- we're gonna take them as investors, and we a- we answer to them instead of a company. And you know, being a stockholder with them uh, gives me. They send out the cards. They send out emails. It's like, well, what would you like to see? You know, work and have you seen these videos? And what did you think about them? They actually care and they want to put the, the right content out. Kevin Smith is revolutionizing and disrupting a lot of stuff in Hollywood for that. And he's getting a lot of flack. Yeah. It's there, there's no one. He has a strength, has a, a control of the market. So like for the, for any of this internet base, I'm glad that we have such a nice wide open enterprise where everybody's, there's just a big market of everybody. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the corporations want to try to take their monopolies back. Yes. And I like the fact they can't get them. And as long as they keep making those same mistakes, corporations didn't do that before. Media corporations used to take chances on programming all the time. Mm -hmm. They don't now. And when it comes to social media, they don't get it either. They're just hiring some people sometimes that are getting it right and learning what they need to do. You're right. And there's very few B or C. I can't remember the last time I see a B rated horror movie come out. Even yeah. on a even on a streaming service, and I I love them, you know the old slasher movies and whatnot with little actors and stuff. It kind of had somewhat of a plot, but it really wasn't necessary. You yeah. know, you they're they're diminishing. Um, you still see some of the old classic ones out there, but even them, uh, they're actually being taken off because of the rights and royalties they got to pay out because they're not they're they're not making the investment back by by showing it. No. Plus, the other problem is now you have so much just being just rehashed and recreated mm-hmm. and just retooled for whatever there is. I mean, look at the movies we've had this year. Oh. I mean, but if it's not a cinematic universe or created into a cinematic universe, Top Gun just came out this past weekend as a recording. And you know what? $150 million box office this week in over four days for a movie that for a movie franchise that has been on in over 30 years and right. tells you a lot. But they do well. What they did do right was, you know, what they tweaked it for a younger audience. You have younger characters, but you still got Tom Cruise front and center. And 
they're going to have to keep doing that. Like Paramount Pictures themselves, they were struggling to find the next series that they could have or just movies that could come out to make some money. Because after pandemic, after COVID more or less, we're still dealing with right now, only big blockbuster movies are making the real kind of money. They can't get older people to the theaters. They can't get women to the theaters as much. It's those demographics that are just trying to reach. Like it's, you have to make the content for the advertisers to, to buy in. And the advertisers have no place to go and put their content. Like right now with social media, getting back to that, I feel bad for, for social media because, you know, now these ad agencies, they're just nickel and diming all their advertising. There's no places where you just can put a large deal where you're guaranteed a big audience. And then you can just make the spend, make the buy, and then you get that product out. And a lot of people watch it. We don't have a Super Bowl every day. No, no, we don't. And speaking of the Super Bowl commercials, it, it felt like they were last minute commercials. You know, yeah. you remember every year you would wait through, it's like, oh, okay, what kind of commercials are you going to have this year and whatnot? And you see the commercials, it's like, oh, okay, it's crypto. Okay, it's this. It's, it, they're not, like you're saying, they're not inventing anything. They're just no. throwing stuff out there, hoping it sticks to the wall and they make money on it. Um, but the newer people that are coming out here that actually want to be able to make the money um, are putting the time and the effort into it. And like, like uh, us here, we're doing it. We're, we're making great content and we have, you know, the followers are still growing and still growing. Um, you know, you're going to get that negative feedback, but without that negative feedback and we're actually taking that feedback in so we can change things, you know, we're making, we're making strides to keep improving and improving uh, the, uh, the content for the listeners. So when the listeners get a chance, it's like, okay, now I can actually do this. Now we actually, this makes sense to us. There's two things that take in, into account as well. When you're looking at advertising now, well, we're just in social media in general, the short attention span is greater than ever before. Mm-hmm. Now you need to make sure you keep people's eyeballs on whatever you're doing. Plus, you only have a short time frame to get it done, which companies don't move that fast. Agencies don't move that fast. Trends come and go quickly. but And also, information comes in very fast. So if you're looking to take advantage of the information or just any kind of new announcements or any kind of trends, you have to jump on real time immediately. You can't wait on it. Oh, I agree. Because I've been finding that out when, you know, after just right after writing the books both of the books and whatnot, and then trying to put the advertisements out there, the ads and whatnot, and people click on it just to see what it is. But after that, it's, it's like, oh, okay, it's a book. It's not going to do me anything. And they, yeah. they don't read it. And I'm seeing a lot of that. Um, but by doing the radio shows and actually being able to talk about it instead of just a picture of it and a couple sentences, uh, the con- it's like, oh, okay, I can actually use that. And I can actually, I've been actually saying, the exact word, pretty much the exact words on people's on other shows or might are on the show here is exactly what the description is like. And then they buy it because yeah. they don't want to take the time to read it. It's like, Oh wait, he said that. And I'm like, I, I need to do that. Uh, you know, budgeting. And you know, I, I do need to take accountability and all that stuff. Boom. Then it's a sale, but you're going to have retained listeners that are going to want to listen to a book like yours and audio books. I listen to all the time because it's the same idea as listening to podcasts. It's just longer form. You know, for me now, I'll tell you, like catching up on news, I can't watch news the way it is no. anymore. It's completely, it, and, it, and this is not with any political slant at all, apolitical altogether. I just can't watch it because it's not watchable anymore. 
the way they present it, it doesn't change. It doesn't evolve. The corporations want to do the same way they want to do it. And I'm not learning anything from it. They just basically want to just trap you in, give you nuggets of information, and then give you that 24-hour news cycle to say, okay, we'll come back to it. And then we come back to it. It's a follow-up on the same, whatever, a little bit more information that doesn't really tell you much. You right. don't get really informed at all. But through audiobooks, through large-scale magazine uh, articles, comprehensive information, mm -hmm. there's an audience for that. And I think you have to play both sides to where you make sure that whatever content you use, social media is your platform for short-form content that's just going to make you blink, make you trigger, make you just tease you to get to look for the next thing that you have, the longer form content you have, whether it's a podcast, you know, video show, or basically podcast that's on video. Cause most people were doing that anyway. It's still the same thing. And then you have audiobooks, Then you have, you know, publications, whatever there is your sub stack, whatever you want, but you have to take that as a gateway through that's what social media has to be, or it's an advertising tool in the same way, gateway to your product or service. Right. And, everybody's in such a rush anymore i've been finding out that it's in the background so you're multitasking without really multitasking because you're playing it on instead of people listening to music now now it's now it's the books now it's it's still the news and whatnot but the news when they designed the news it was never supposed to be watch for a half hour and then stream it out for another hour it's only supposed to be like 10 minutes of news and then repeat itself and I, and I've then done... how much of the news is actually that we actually care about? Because then the other part is half of the news is also just saying, well, this might hurt your kids need to know what it is. It's all shock and awe. Yeah. What the pandemic did was the COVID coverage was completely fear mongering to everybody. Like they could have handled it better. Always could have handled it better. And there's a distrust of the news and it doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. It's just, there is. Well, that's very, those are very valid points because they know, they knew what they were doing with that. They knew what responses they wanted. They know what, um, what audience they were trying to, to capture and, you know, and then spread it that way. And that's what people need to do. know now is when they're trying to get into the, the digital media realm is you, you need to do your customer research as well. You need to know what your target is, what you plan on using it for, uh, how long, and you got to actually research how long you want to use, you, you know, your snippet for your, it's not 15 minutes of favor anymore. It's 30 seconds or no, or nothing anymore. Yeah. You know, if you're lucky 30 seconds, normally within 10, 15 seconds, like, okay, next one, next one, next one. And five of those seconds are, if it's going to load and load fast enough. The other thing that I'll tell you, when I worked at local TV news and newsroom. And I remember that at 9.30 in the morning, I would sit in for sometimes for their meetings just to go and see what their editorial uh, schedule is, who's going to go report what, where are they going to go. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, they'll look at like four or five stories based on the resources they have. They'll have their live trucks. They'll do their stories, follow up here. Unless there's a breaking news story, they'll just have their certain cycle of news, mm -hmm. you know, reworked and rehashed every day to make sure, oh, well, you come back tomorrow. We'll talk to you about this. We'll show you this. And then. It's the cycle, but it used to be if it bleeds, it leads. Now it's if it scares you, it'll compel you to stay. Well, that's it's not healthy. No, no, not at all. Um, and we're actually, wow, can you believe it? The first half of the show is already almost over. And we've yep. talked about so much already about the movie industry, 
how people in the digital realm and stars royally mess their opportunity here and trying to gain footing back into our lives uh, by be trying to become more relevant relevant. Um, but we need to take a break Brasco. And uh, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in because this conversation is definitely going to go further in the next sec, you know, the next section of the show. And uh, we hope you come back and uh, we'll be right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter. If you have any questions for Magnus or his guests, join us on the show at 866-472-5789. That's 866-472-5789. Now back to the show. Here is Magnus Carter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Magnus Carter. Uh, we are on the Making More Money for You show on Voice America. Uh, I have royalty in the house right now of uh, Brasco from King of Podcasts and, and Cannabis Radio. Uh, we fin- just finished talking about the first seg- segment of the show where we talked about social and digital media, how it affects our lives, how uh, Hollywood was trying to use it to keep us uh, engage with their lives throughout their uh, throughout the pandemic and whatnot, and we actually just finished up just you know a couple minutes ago about it, the uh, how uh, the tactics of keeping someone's interest um, to get the uh, the response that the person wants that's actually uh, promoting the digital media. So branching back on that, Brasco, how does one go about creating a a uh, grabbing a commercial to get somebody to actually pulled into uh, whatever you're trying to promote. Well, the problem is now is that with commercials, they used to be cringe. We used to kind of think, Oh God, another commercial. Yes. And we didn't take them so overly seriously. They were just kind of goofy and fun. They've taken, they've sucked it all away. Do you know the only commercials that I can remember that I really do? Like I really kind of enjoy the insurance ads. 
when you have to watch those during the NFL games or whatever sports or whatever, whatever it is, progressive, you know all the characters, right? You know right. Flo and Jamie and all this other stuff, right? <laughs> uh, then you have oh oh the guy that has to always you know train the uh, the people turning in their own into their fathers. I love those commercials. <laughs> then you <laughs> got Liberty boys. Mutual. Then you got Geico. The Geico, like all of that oh, Geico, is goofy and quirky and fun. And you know what? Those commercials work. But nobody. But the, those are million dollar agencies that are putting out a lot of money because those those commercials run everywhere mm -hmm. so that's a different right. way of doing it but for everybody else that wants to advertise now they're not doing it like that anymore and you know on the radio if you i can listen to the air checks of like different hosts that were on 50 60 70s into the 80s mm -hmm. everybody had jingles you used to kind of have sing-along commercials yeah all of that you know, we can talk about Dr. Pepper. We can talk about, you know, when Coke and Pepsi had their own commercials like that, too. All of them did. They don't do that anymore either. Like, to make the commercials within 30 seconds, you can find something that entertains. You just can't be just a commercial that just kind of just, you know, vomits out some words and that's it. You can't do that anymore. It's time to go back to where it was where commercials can be goofy because I also think Gen Z wants that kind of content. Look at what the, some of this program they enjoy. It's a little bit cringy, a little bit goofy, a little bit fun, but it's like, you know, like 80s kids like you and me, we would have enjoyed right. that kind of stuff. We're getting shows now that kind of get brought back to that too. Cause like you look at Stranger Things, you look at Saved by the Bell when they brought it back, mm -hmm. you look at Full House when they brought it back, like just all these things where, you know, you had shows that had a certain thing, but we all watched, we all consumed, we all engaged, and we were retained to it. Right. Advertising needs to be the same thing. And with all your social medias out there, it doesn't matter who you have in some cases, you know, when you have influencers now, you'll find them to go ahead and do a commercial. Like if I go to TikTok and I find a sponsored ad, yeah, there's certain people they found that are influencers that have found their way onto the space, but it's like, they don't necessarily resonate. If it's not their own content, you could just tell. But mm -hmm. if somebody's out there and is cringy and it's like that goofy kind of feel to it, it just, you get something that makes you remember. But my problem is, any commercials that I hear now is because of what somebody says and how they say it or something that just makes me just when I hear a commercial, especially on radio, oh, my God, or just even on a podcast, the same commercials that pop up and the way somebody says it, that's the only thing that makes me think about the commercial. But otherwise, I'm not thinking about what the ad is about. No, because uh, like you were saying, you know, watching Stranger Things and those those shows, you see those little ads and how they did everything. And it's like, yeah, it's like I it takes me actually back to actually when I was a kid and actually seeing the commercial, especially like the, the new Coke commercials. We'll, yeah. we'll do the Coca-Cola ones. It's like, Oh, new Coke is so much better. I'm like, yeah, I remember trying new Coke and it was the most horrible vile thing I've ever drank. Um, but a lot of people get that. And the people that have the spending power, they're not being drawn in like that anymore. It's like now they're trying to get these new younger people like the Gen Z's, like you're saying, the millennials, to spend their money that they don't have because they're not, you know, of age and they're still paying their bills and whatnot and their college tuitions or, or they're still in high school. It's like the advertising companies and media forgot about uh, the people now that can actually buy things. And, and you see it everywhere. There's also the representation factor. And I'm not going to, you know, say that there's not a need for people to be represented of various, you know, races, cultures, persuasions, whatever. That's fine. But when every ad has to be, well, we need to check the boxes. This person needs to be like this, 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 and this. That's another thing. It's about 
you know, you you're taking the focus off what the ad's supposed to be and the message is supposed to be, because you're trying to go ahead and fit all these things where well, we need to be socially conscious. We no, just promote the ad. You want to be socially right. conscious? Donate. Make that a point in your ad. We're donating towards this cause. Right. There you go. But all these other things that are being thought about, you know, it's the the eyes off the ball as to what they should be doing to advertise to the public, because we can see that just certain things that you don't want to turn people away from your ads. You don't want to turn right. people away from your product. And, and they somehow, some people will take it so far from a political sense, they'll boycott. I'm like, okay, did you understand you're a corporation, you're a company, you want to do good things. You want to be philanthropic. You want to do things for good. Fine. But when you're doing your advertiser, you're trying to promote your product, promote the product. Don't go on right. this other tangent where we don't understand. At the end of the day, let's know what your product is. Let's put it out there on social media. Remember, short attention span. No Very one's going to have time to go and pay attention to what you're trying to do. Just what is, you know, who, what, when, where, and why? Give us, like, what, what does it do? Why do I need it? All of that. Yeah, as long as you can answer those questions and have it done in a very tasteful way, uh, anybody out there can go out and make a commercial or make a YouTube ad or, um, or an offer or, or some sort of content out there to help somebody. You know, a lot of us forget about that because we're not interacting with the people anymore. We're interacting with our cell phones and our cell phones are one of the worst things ever because it, it takes, it took us out of reality of actually communicating with people. And Magnus, I, I got to tell you this, you talked before we got on the air, we talked about one of your guests uh, talking about Airbnbs. Yeah. The worst ads in the history of everything, their placement right now. I go to the movie theaters every weekend. Like every time there's a new movie, opening night, Friday night, I'm there. And within the trailers now, and they could be 15 to 25 minutes of trailers for all oh, these yeah. different movies. And in the middle of it, Airbnb has slotted a slot for themselves <laughs> and they're putting a commercial in there. And I can't understand what the whole thing's about. Oh, family. And they have these people in the, into one house. They're not showing vacation. They're not showing anything. Okay. Oh, you're just hanging around the house. This, the, the, the ad makes no sense to me in the world. And they had this song for Kermit the frog playing. Like, I don't, what are you doing here? What an ad campaign horribly done and managed. And like Airbnbs are very popular. Very. Like, I mean, you want to show me to go there? Okay, you show me the the dot com at the end of the commercial after sixty seconds. I don't even know what you're doing here. What it's even about? Oh, we got to show these people doing. It's like, and that's representation overload, which means we're missing the message altogether. Yeah, it's like they're not selling. They're they're not selling it. It's just like a like a um. It's a kumbaya moment. I like that. I'm going to keep that in my, I, I like that. I'm going to keep really that in my ripper. <laughs> it's going to keep that in my back pocket now. <laughs> it doesn't sell. It doesn't sell Airbnbs. I'm sorry. It doesn't. No. no I, and for the people out there that's trying to make money doing this, you got to remember, you know, you're not doing it for yourself. You're not doing these ads or whatever content for yourself. You're doing it to help solve someone's one problem uh, to uh, answer questions for them or, or a combination of all that below. Um, that that you need to fix. Uh, on top of that, you got to make it so they actually want to tune back in. You know, they you want them to to be engaged and it's like, okay, well now now we're now we're thinking. It's like, okay, now they're thinking in the background. It's like I can do this, I can do this, or that might not work, or this might not work. But these commercials, like you're saying, all social media is like twenty seconds of like 
just like wasting money. They're throwing money away just because they can now. It's so easy. And, and honestly, with social media, you can do things that are so creative to advertise. I can't tell me, first of all, on TikTok, I can't tell many times I've seen this is something I should, you know, that's on Amazon that you can buy. I'm like, somebody just showed it to me. This is like, and Amazon's not even getting, you're not even paying for the advertising. Just somebody showing, oh, look, I can get this boom, or I can get this scrub daddy or whatever it is. In my own house, what? I got Dollar Shave Club. I got razors that I bought from commercials I watch on social media and right. podcasting. I got a Manscaped because of what I watch on social media and podcasting and various things. Because those, and you know, I think about like, the, the Sasquatch, uh, the soap bars. <laughs> yeah, those are uh, got goofy me. as hell commercials, yeah. but they're effective. The problem is, I'm not gonna buy a nine dollar bottle uh, bar of soap, but it sounds good. It, honestly, I fell for that, and I actually bought them, and I love it. Uh, the the I'm goofy sure commercials are great, but they got me. the price down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with that. I I agree that the price can drop down, but since using them, you know, the bar actually the bar of soap lasts a little over a month. Yeah, surprisingly. But you go to the one at the store, you know, it's, you know, um, maybe two, three weeks at the mo- most, right. but over a month, yeah. you know, a daily showering. Because, yes, I do shower every day. It's, you know, very from working out and whatnot. <laughs> Just going to throw that out there. Before we get on the air. <laughs> <laughs> That's personal, but not too personal because no, no extra details. But like, like you said, the commercial that got me was the Brad Pitt one from Dr. Squatch. And it's like, okay, I want to try this. Just because it made me laugh yeah. so much after seeing it dressed as he as he did in uh when he was in Troy, that commercial. Yeah. Oh and, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, now you understand which one it is. And and somebody else's eyes just going like pink. Yep, I understand. I tried that too. But I would wait, wait, rather I, buy... going, I got a question. Mm-hmm. When a regular commercial is crypto.com, because before Airbnb had their ads in the middle of the trailers, it was Matt Damon doing crypto.com. Yeah. Did you like that at all? I don't no, think I thought it made it, any sense to me at all. No, I thought he was getting lost in another space movie. <laughs> it was. That's what I thought he was. I was he in cyberspace getting lost with his money? That's I mean, <laughs> nice monologue. What are you was, talking about? <laughs> yeah, because that's it really I'm, was. Because I'm like, I am not paying to see Matt Damon lost in another movie. Lost in and space then, again. And then that's what they have for people to go and jump on board. Okay. But then uh, so look at that part. But now here's the other thing. Then there's a turnaround about the Super Bowl commercial about Coinbase. That was creative. Short was- attention span, all of a sudden, oh, QR code. I got to jump on that. And I believe they did that on social media as well, right? I mean, they kind of incorporated all that yeah, together. It was, it was a gimmick. So take a gimmick. Do something goofy. Do something fun. Sing along. Something like that. You know, one of the best, the best examples, I'll tell you, and it's like that dystopian kind of nightmare kind of thing, the Demolition Man movie. Yeah. I remember. Sandra Bullock and all. Exactly. Remember when they were in the car? They had all well, the music we listened to was the commercials, all jingles. <laughs> the jingle station. I you know remember what? that. That I you know, and it's funny how Demolition Man actually stands so well to today in some cases. It's just kind of weird. The great movie, by the way. But very great movie. It is something like that where advertising needs to go back to that. And plus, well, because the other problem is there's all these little limitations. Can we be funny? Can we be you know, a little bit blue. Can we kind of, you know, make jokes? Does it always have to be the fumbling dad that doesn't know what he's doing? Remember, it used to be the woman was the other way. But, you know, we, well, I understand well, it changes the time. Sure. Right. But, but they have this thing where, like, we need to do everything just the same way. And I'm like, well, you're going to keep doing that. I'm not going to buy because I'm in no. your public that will that will buy. And I have income to buy certain things, but you're not helping, you know? 
and one movie like while we're talking about movies on this is Minority Report. Yeah, one of the best gimmicks movies ever, and it portray- it portrayed how the the future was going to be, and we are right there right now on everything on everything in that movie. You know, I'm surprised from- they never did a sequel. I'm surprised they never did a series on it. I think they probably talked about it, but you know what? It's one of those things where like everybody remembers that movie, and I'm surprised they never went back to that. Uh, they went back I, to the Matrix, probably a little late though. Well, I kind of liked how they did the Matrix. Uh, the, how the, they, the new uh, one, uh, the, new the one, Resurrection. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I, I, you know, I just felt like I felt like Keanu Reeves a little bit old in the tooth right now, and also I'm just thinking of him as John Wick, and <laughs> it's just a different thing. You know, yeah, Keanu he's... Reeves is actually pretty good for uh, social media. There are certain people on social media that have figured it out. Right. Or especially on TikTok, they've kind of figured out what they're doing, and others that have kind of found their way to you know make themselves interesting. Like I think, well, first of all, let me tell you about talking about advertising. Shaquille O'Neal, that yes. guy is a wizard. He's yes, on he everything now. He's got the Papa John stuff. He's got his own franchisee mm-hmm. with him. General Gold Bond, and then his stuff on Icy TikTok, hot. hilarious. Icy Hot. He's got no. so much. He's on so many different things. But then on top of that, it's like okay. Uh, they just figured out things, but you know, there aren't that many pitch people anymore. That's number one. Plus remember, remember you used to have a lot of infomercials that just had these certain pitch people like, uh, well, we don't have the guy that was before. We don't have Billy Hayes. God bless us. all. Anthony Sullivan. I got the, uh, we had him interviewed on cannabis radio because, uh, his work is being done in CBD now. And that guy was great. You know, it takes the stains out, right? It's uh, a part. And, we, I mean, even the even the infomercials used to be so cringe and so goofy, like of mm-hmm. everything, incredible inventions. I remember all these shows I used to watch. Or a lot of times I used to watch infomercials in general, all the time, I, life stuff I listened <laughs> to, and I learned all this music of them. And it's like it was great. But there's something about you can't just be on TV and be goofy and just be like, okay, you're not cool. It's okay not to be cool. Right. That's we're, this generation. Well, listen, we're, we got comic book movies and we got, you know, animated shows that are very popular now it's because whatever's nerdy, whatever's geek, whatever's cool, you know, it's that's the new cool thing. It's the cool factor. Yeah, I, I, completely, uh, I agree, because uh, going back to those roots, uh, you know, the board game aspect of it, they're, they're making movies out of it. Uh, um, I remember the um, I stumbled across a series on Amazon about that. It was called it's AFK away Uh from keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's based on, on the elder, Oh, was elder scrolls based on the whole, um, that platform of a multi multiplayer RPG game. And I got so enthralled with it because it was done like a movie, but it's only like 40 minutes and it's a series. So I, I like how they're, bringing that out they're bringing all this old stuff out they're you know i would love to see a reboot of short circuit with all the <laughs> i am dead serious i if anybody out there wants to reboot a movie with all the um mechanicals and cgi and everything now i would love to see that movie i mean you'd have to change the the robot i guess at this point i don't know if johnny five could still be the same plus you know what can we but i'm thinking i'm also kind of like worried about there are some movies that I would just kind of like kind of hold. Like, I don't want to ever see Back of the Future redone. No, I would no, never either. want that to happen. Like, I listen, I am so I, I laugh 
greatly at Rick and Morty. I appreciate that humor. <laughs> it's it, it is very good. But you know, there's certain movies you can bring back certain franchises. Like I like Ghostbusters when they came back, and now they're going to do another one. Right. Yeah. That was good. When you pay homage, you're going to bring that back to life and try to revive it of everything like that. Just don't come in there for a cash grab. Like, you know, pay attention to the audience you had before and bring up. But this is a generation that there's so much that that the younger audience is getting to learn about that we already knew. And, you know, when I look at Top Gun this past weekend, you know, they did the scene where it wasn't a volleyball, but it was more of a rugby thing. It's like they do you know, on the singing in the bar, all that stuff. They oh, incorporated okay. all that into it, right? They, they do the some of the nuances, you know, the the callbacks to everything we saw before. Tom Cruise on the bike with the girl, all of that comes back, right? And that's great, okay. but that's what you have to do if you're going to go with older content. But now, these days, if you want to get messages out, you want to get marketing out, you want to make, you want to get your product to go and do something. Go back to what worked, right? Go back there. Anybody can go out and research any of these statistics out there. If depending on what you want to do is like, you'll see, you know, time areas where it worked, what, what didn't work during this time area. Well, this is what I want to, I want to focus on. This is what the product's supposed to do. This is my content. This is my show. How can I do this? It's all out there and it's all at our fingertips, but nobody's using it or they don't know they can look for it. Also, when you're taking certain advertising that's going to be used for video or audio purposes, you know, it's one thing where when you're doing radio for, for me, this is what's always the most important thing. And this podcasting to understand as understand this podcasting is radio 2.0 because radio is not going to get any better unless they figure out they need to be serving a different purpose. But for podcasting right now, there's more advertising dollars going into podcasting more than ever. So if you're looking to go ahead and try to get your advertising out there, you put into podcasts, you're going to have to go to these companies. You're going to have ad rep firms. They're going to say, okay, we'll dynamically insert it programmatically into these podcasts. That technology there or in video is great, but if you can make it sound like something that's going to be very entertaining, engaging, informative, and it's going to catch somebody for a little bit, for 30 seconds, 60 seconds, think about what it sounds like with your eyes closed and then look at what it's going to be. Well, that brought us, that brings up a great point that I brought up two weeks ago when I had my, when I had a voiceover actor on, that's mm -hmm. also my narrator. It's like, you need to, to hear and feel what you're actually putting out there because that's what the, that's what the people are going to see. <clears throat> what yep. it sounds like in your head is not going to be what, you, what comes out nine times out of 10. So Let's go back it. to movies again. Don LaFontaine, you know, that guy like in a world where this and that, like that guy, we don't have a guy like that now, but all you needed was him and he can get you engaged to every movie possible. Well, this, the closest, this next closest thing we have is Ryan Reynolds. He does that quite well. But, and Ryan Reynolds talk about another guy that is just figured it out. You oh, know, he's... him, because he's figured out, well, he just has that TikTok thing. Plus, he's just a meme in itself because people like, yes, you know, the new thing right now is like, you know, <laughs> if guys like you're not attracted to guys, what, if, what about Ryan Reynolds? And we're like, oh, because every guy is going to be like, you know, <laughs> we got to <laughs> like this guy. You know, he's he's one of these cool people. And because even with him, it's like he knows he's kind of played a meme for most of his career when it comes to Van Wilder, when it comes to the Deadpool movies. He just has his shtick. 
every right. movie hitman's bodyguard he has his stick it works and he's been able to like just generate it to whatever he wants and there's not a lot of people like that plus he has his own company that mint mobile he bought it just he works multiple companies on top of that he has his... i don't even know what his old portfolio is but yeah he's just doing gangbusters right now yeah because he's constantly reinventing himself he's not stale he's not relying on anything he's constantly going out and getting things you know yeah it's wonderful to watch someone actually do that because i tried as i tried as gin and it's like i'm not a gin fan but it was actually pretty decent a little bit higher price but but it's the quality's there so yeah there's very few people out there that do that and um you know rasco we talked about so much on this show already and the time has flown by (laughs) i can't believe how fast this time has flown by that you know just talking about social media and digital media. Uh, we, you know, we went back a little bit. We uh, reminisced about some, some jingles and how it came to be from radio ads to TV ads to music. And it, it still captivates me that no one knows what's going to be happening next. And no. with that being, you know, with that, we have to keep our minds open. And this allows people all around the world now, to go out and get a piece of that little pie out there if they want to and take as much as they want because the, as long as you have a cell phone or any way to get it onto the internet, you can do this type of work. And, yeah. it, and you know, it's out there. They have apps. Uh, YouTube's out there known for this. Uh, TikTok. I'm becoming a better fan of TikTok as, as well with this. But um uh, you know, we have so many new facets out here that were unfathomable back then. So, Brasco, I want to say thank you for everything that, you know, this content is very um, explosive, entertaining, and we're, we're right to the point. We didn't pull any punches on any of this because anybody no. that wants to listen to this content here, this show, will know what it need, what people what they need to do to get people's attention and get them focused on what they're trying to, to do in the world. Um, so with that being said, how else can we um, get a hold of you, get in contact with you? Um, you know, what else have you, what you, what have you been doing? So we can follow some more of this great content. So first of all, I have two full-time commitments. Uh, I manage two radio networks. Uh, one is WMR.FM, which has been around, since 2004, all digital programming. So we talk about social media on there, uh, pay-per-click or paid advertising, search, organic search. So everything that Google, Yahoo, or Bing does on a regular basis, uh, we're following along there. And Cannabis Radio says for itself, for anything, if you're an advocate, if you're just, you like to, you like to use, you like to consume for medical or adult use purposes, uh, everything that's in the business side, I host a show on there called Blunt Business. Pretty well, it does pretty well for uh, when it comes to like engaging the audience. We talked to a lot of power players on that show. On my own side, it's under the King of Podcast brand. I do a wrestling program that's all about all the major wrestling companies, pro wrestling. Wrestling is real. And then there's a broadcaster's podcast that's everything about media. It's all commentary, this digital disruption that continues to go along and ferment. And just seeing that difference between the little guy and the big guy, the corporations versus smaller companies, and the content creation is being done, and the fight for the audience that's out there. And how the internet's changed everything. And then, you know, there's other programming I do, but everything you got to find out about me, kingofpodcasts.com, 
my whole portfolio is there. All my social media links to all the websites I work with and all the programming that I do myself. Brasco, I can't thank you enough for being on the show with me. Um, it's been a, a, a fantastic, you know, conversation we have. And uh, with that, uh, next week is going to be kind of open-minded. So the show next week that we have is could be anything. So I'm going to fill that information in in a couple, you know, as the time progresses, as it comes to me. But uh, listeners, all my listeners, thank you for tuning in. Brasco, for thank you for being on the show. But we have to say goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter on the Voice America Business Channel. We look forward to the next show where we will be making more money for you. Until then, have a fantastic week.